Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Scott. Hello, how are you? Grand, how are uh, you? A lot better than I was last week. Good, good. You, Helen Daniels' voice is sort of going, is it? <laughs> uh, it's husky. It's, it's borderline husky. Let's go on, yeah. right? And it's Ryan. I'm still, I am still bitter about this a little bit, but I thought I'd put it aside. As we, as we were on the same team, Ryan. <laughs> uh, well, you got yeah. a chance to, I think, uh, you both got a chance to redeem yourselves next month, actually. Yeah. Because I'm hoping <laughs> it's the England Internationals next month. Peace is me team and a, um, a Europod okay. team. So you, we go again. If, we if, go again. Yeah, if this was match, yeah. if this, if you, if this was sort of match of the day, that's what I'll be reading out your tweets having lost your quiz last time <laughs> thanks Dis- disappointed by the again. result yeah we go again yeah. uh, and Ryan we've got Jesse as well haven't we I'm not even going to attempt it don't try to <laughs> do this to me like, you know, after, after such a long absence I feel Hi, like Ryan how you been <laughs> what was that bada bing bada bang bada boom 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 <laughs> I mean I feel like I haven't seen Jesse in so long that I feel like if I do, if I, you know, m- mimic her voice, it's just not going to be a good idea for me. <laughs> OK, right. Well, there's all sorts of Premier League action to round up here because uh, we've had weekday games um, and we've got games coming up this weekend. Uh, other bits and bobs from around the leagues of Europe and beyond and some transfer gossip roundup and other bits of news. So, Ryan, how did Chelsea get on this weekend? This week? No. This week, oh, there was no game this week. Uh, well, don't worry, because we're starting at St James's Park, so don't you worry. I'm going to yes. keep you in agony for a little bit longer. Um, Newcastle 2, Manchester City 1. Um, somebody whose name I've not written down gave Manchester City the lead after 24 seconds. Aguero. Aguero, that was it. And then yeah. goals by Solomon Rondon and Matt Ritchie. Um, nobody saw this coming, did they? Well, they did. Ali saw this coming. <laughs> did he? In the Man on the Post WhatsApp group, Ali put, don't worry, Dave, uh, you'll beat Man City. And everyone went, oh, he's had a hit on the head. <laughs> and Newcastle won. Wow. Ali, if only you could have joined us. I have, here I am. <laughs> um, it's another good voice. Well, oh, God. He ducked out at two minutes to wait. Uh, <laughs> It's about yeah. 10 to wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so City scored for 20, 24 seconds. The goal, the second free kick from free kick from Kevin De Bruyne to Aguero that was chalked off. Um, there's no goal should have been given. Is that at all? Wait till referee's discretion. Yeah, uh, and then Solomon Rondon and Matt Ritchie, as I say, with a penalty after a bit of uh, shenanigans with two, didn't he? Yeah, 
that's probably that was quite a poor penalty from Richie, but he did have um, was it two and a half minutes? Yeah, jeez. Yeah, Edison with Sergio Ramos shit towering. <laughs> the best shit energy I've seen from a penalty was. Do you remember Fabian Bartes when he stood with hand on the post as Muzzy is it straight into the net at Old Trafford? Yeah, and the referee made him retake it and he missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, so what did Newcastle do right here? Did they just literally just lump it up to their big number nine and that was it? Um, For the penalty, they they sort of pressed Fernandinho. Um, I don't think many teams try to do that now on Man City, is just like try and go high on them. Mm. And that may have just caused them a little bit of problem. Um, But apart from that, I didn't really see much on the matter they highlights. No, same for me. It seemed to come out of nowhere, really, didn't it? I mean, Perez yeah. had a chance in the first half, but it, it it wasn't as if they were sort of all over him and City were just holding on. No, no, no. It was just more City um, trying to create a bit more chances and then Newcastle just hit him with a sucker punch. Um, it's the first win in 22 games versus uh, Manchester City for Newcastle. Um, and Manchester City, now as they slip further behind, the 1960s was the last decade uh, not to have an English team regained uh, the top flight title. Mm. We've got six months to go. Is, you, go. is your chest out yet? say it. You might as well just say it. It's, fe- it's February now. I tell you what, I did say before the Crystal Palace game. Yeah, that was a bit lucky. And I want it on record that I've got the uh, last match of the day right for the last three goes. Okay. There you go. I want yeah. that on the record. Uh, Newcastle have broken their record signing. Um, they've gone and signed Miguel uh, Almiron. Danny Mills wasn't particularly fussed about it, was he? Oh, Danny Mills is just... Who even asks for Danny Mills' opinion anymore? Really? Five live. Five live yeah. Why? Because yeah. <laughs> he's gobby and people like us get angry at him, so we stay listed as... <laughs> it's like Moose on Talksport, but worse. Who's Moose? Uh, oh God, what is his name? Ian? Oh no, that's his nickname. Oh, Ian Abrahams. Ian, Ian Abrahams, yeah. Right. Okay. I only listen to Talksport um, with Barry Max on Sunday mornings. Is that the the uh, Max Rushton yeah. thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't be done with Alan Brazil or anything like that. No. No. That's that's too far. <laughs> uh, yeah, he would score 13 goals last season as Atlanta won the MLS Cup. So, um, I wonder what he thinks he's getting himself into as much as Newcastle because he seems a pretty good player. Well, maybe I think the, as much as I've probably hated on Rafa in the past, uh, I think he's probably seen the. He, obviously, Rafa is a big name in football. He's been at a lot of big clubs. He's won European trophies at many clubs, hasn't he? He's, he has, yeah. And league uh, titles. And league titles. <laughs> anyway, you'd like to name some of those clubs where he's won European titles, right? Uh, no, so I don't <laughs> want that. Though. We can skip that bit. Um, no, but I think, you know, having a manager like that, especially with the, the renown that he's got and the, the way the club and the, well, the town, City, love him as a result, maybe he would have seen that and thought, you know, this is a project that I can get on board with. Okay. Uh, well, next up for Newcastle, um, they're at home to Spurs in the Rule Fox derby. Uh, it's an early kickoff, so Spurs can go second. Um, and if they don't draw, they've set the most record for the most games played in the Premier League without a draw, which is pretty, you know, breaking records with this Spurs uh, team. Isn't the game at Wembley? Yes. Didn't you say Newcastle at home? Oh, I did. <laughs> All the facts are starting to fall apart now. Uh, listen, you've not been here for the last three months. You can't sort of come that's, back on here and... 
<laughs> right. Fix I've caught that. him out. I've caught him out. Shh. Now that he did nah. that, oh yeah, you're right. Out, in all fairness. Damn it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so can we see Newcastle continue this sort of brief run of form, or is it just a sort of an ejaculation of a result? <laughs> I mean, Spurs haven't exactly been at their best recently. Yep. Um, obviously, their result this week, you know, they brought it back in the, the last minute or so. I think Newcastle have got a chance. You know, they're riding a good wave of momentum at the moment, especially with this new signing as well. So, you never know. Yeah. Um, bad luck to all those Newcastle fans who was planning some sort of sitting or protest during the game. And not only did they get a record signing, they get to beat um, one of the best teams the Premier League has ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, Manchester City are at home to Arsenal in the David Rocastle derby. Um, City won their last three against Arsenal. And Arsenal lost 11 at their last 18 away Premier League games. That's Ooh. Man City home win. Do you think? Yeah. You don't yeah, think they're going to raise their yeah. game for it? No, no, I can see Man City putting the rights to the wrong. Well, I can't ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Sam. Who would be um, Al? Not a clue. Pep Not Guardi- a clue. Pep Guardiola Pep- turning up with some, this sort of cigar in his mouth, trying to pitch him <laughs> this walkie-talkie. Yeah. You write the wrongs you made during <laughs> midweek. <laughs> um... About, about, I mean, we could talk about the Arsenal game in a bit, but Aubameyang and Lacazette, for the whole of this season, look like they've been playing together for a very mm. long time, don't they? Is that yeah. anything that City needs to worry about at the weekend, or is it just like a beware the wounded beast? Uh, I think, you know, it would be a little bit of a worry, you know, when you come up against two strikers in form, but then you're looking at the two sides of Arsenal, like most teams have seen all season, where it's, you know, yeah, their attack is great, but their defence is so awful mm. that, you know, Man City have got such great attacking talent that I think they'll just rip them apart. I think they've yeah. got a few... Dif- sorry, go on, sorry. I, I was speaking to Joe. I did the European pod with James, and James actually went to the game on Tuesday night between Arsenal and Cardiff, and he said, first half, Arsenal's defence was horrible. No communication at the back. He didn't see a real leader. And I can see that being a problem on Sunday against that attack. What day did they go? What day was it? It was Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm just having a because they've got an injury crisis at the back. I mean, we'll talk about the Arsenal game mm. in depth in a minute, but I'm just trying to see who they played in defence. Uh, Kalasnic, was it Monreal, uh, Licksteiner? Licksteiner, um, Mustafi, Monreal, Kalasnic. I mean, that's that's a bad sign when you're playing that as a defence. Yeah, that's not a good back four. You're no. missing your best right back in Bellerin. He's out, what, for nine months? Yeah, yeah Sean is out for a while and Socrates is out as well. Yeah, I don't think Socrates, it, he's what, 30 31? Yeah. So um, he's not had the best time adapting to the Premier League this season. No. When him and Kishani have played together, you can see there's a little bit of a partnership there, but mm-hmm. it's been so far, few and far between that they haven't been able to get a good run of games together. I'm still trying to get the logic of signing Licksteiner by Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal fans seem quite happy that they're finally getting a bit of backbone in their team, but it's not. Unless I'm missing something, I just can't see the logic in it as a as, as a signing. No, he's 34, and I know he's won seven league titles in a row with Juventus, but that was with that backbone of that team was fantastic. But he's aged a, a lot, and it's just it's it's not the best signing. 
No. I think if, you, if you're given a seasoned pro and you can sign him for free, you know, just almost as a... I mean, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't bought in to be on the first, be in the first yeah. team. I think he was there to come in and maybe be a locker room, uh, like, you know, dressing room leader and be backup in games. But, you know, to, they're relying on him too heavily and I think right, he has aged a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, Wednesday night, Liverpool had the chance to take advantage of that uh, and extend their lead to seven points. They didn't quite do it. Um, it was Liverpool one, Leicester City one. Sadimani kicked off the scoring after a couple of minutes. Um, he has now scored 43 out of his 54 Premier League goals within two miles of the sea. Um, <laughs> Harry Maguire, truly being on the pitch, uh, equalised in the last minute of injury time at the end of the first half. Um, should he have had a red card for that pullback on Mane? <sighs> If, if Ali was on, he could give us a good explanation as he's the referee <laughs> in, in the WhatsApp group. The referee but, fucked but, up. But, he, <laughs> yeah. you know, as I say, but he's also a Liverpool fan. He's so. also a Liverpool <laughs> fan. That's, that's the caveat. Um, I th- if it was closer to goal, I would probably see a red card. What was it, 40 yards out? He was pretty much on the halfway line. Yeah, I reckon that's probably why the referee didn't give it the red listened, card. Have you listened to the podcast that we like to nick things from this week? Uh, I've listened to one of them, have you not heard, the other one. <laughs> have you heard Football Weekly? Yes. Paul Doyle's idea. What do you reckon to that? Uh, like what, like a free run what, at goal? Yeah, an automatic penalty, so you get a 50-yard run on goal. Well, a bit like in hockey, almost. Yeah. Didn't they, what's they used to do in the MLS about 20-odd years ago? Yeah. The, basically, the thinking, Brian, was um, uh, you could be sent off for that in the very last minute, and it makes absolutely no difference. You, you know, you yeah, yeah. 10 minutes, so you've more or less an injury time, so... If when a player did that, um, sort of fouled someone on the halfway line, he gets a yellow card. <coughs> uh, but the person that was fouled, so in this case Marnie, would have had a uh, well, he suggested penalty, but I think he was talked round to like a free run at the goal, like a, and he's got a chance to sort of score past the keeper on his own. I've seen, I've seen that. In, whether it was MLS or whether they used to do it in, you know, like the old different six or side games or something. But yeah, you'd have, you run up on goal and you can either take it, obviously you either try and put it past the goal or keeper or go around him or something. It's a good idea. I like it, but I, I don't see the practical use of it though. If it was Manny, would it end up in the cop? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a modern day Andy Cole, isn't he? <laughs> Nine chances, and it's it. <laughs> One uh, time. Have we got a problem with Liverpool only clearing the snow uh, at one end of the ground at half-time? If it feeds to your advantage and then you you didn't gain it, no. I no. found it quite funny. Well, you're a cricket fan, aren't you? I mean, it's not unknown for yeah. cricket pitches to be prepared for the home team, is it? No, no. It's, uh, I'm, I've got the test match on in the background and the pitch is definitely West Indies for, for them because it's green and bouncy. Mm. So, so yeah. they, they do that in football anyway, you know? Yeah. Like... A lot of the, like, you know, Stanford Bridge, for example, like, it's always getting watered, like, during all the breaks and everything to make it, you know, quicker to play on. Yeah. Some grounds won't do that because they want it to be a slower. So I think, uh, you know, the, the, and, you know, you get to pick the, the size of the pitch to suit your style, you know, within a, you know, small margins, obviously, but you can make your pitch a little bit slow, smaller. So I don't see a real problem with it. It's part of the tactics, isn't it? But then um, some Liverpool fans get got on their high horse because Man City let their grass grow during that game not so long ago and Man City won 2-1 I saw a, a Liverpool video podcast mm. moaning that um, Man City grew their grass for the game oh ok no I hadn't seen that no I mean it, it's part of the home advantage surely mm. yeah I mean 
I was going to mention the Spurs ball boy. Did anybody see him? Yes, no. that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this, Brian? No, what did he do? Okay, so this is the... It's getting to injury time where Spurs are 2-1 ahead. And it was Isaac's success, I think it was, wasn't I it? I think it was, yeah. Isaac's success goes, tries to get the ball off the Spurs uh, ball boy and he sort of turns his back to him without letting him get the ball. <laughs> he's, he's basically shielding it. Yeah, and success basically wallops his hand down and bounces the ball out of the ball boy's hands. He gets booked... Uh, and while he's getting booked, the camera cuts back to this ball boy who's sat winking at his mates. <laughs> if it, he should have been, got, he should have got a red then, shouldn't he? If he did that, because that's what Hazard got. <laughs> oh yeah, and the cup the game. ball boy, the yeah, um, was it the Swansea Swansea yeah. ball boy where he like tried to the ball boy like laid on it. Yeah, Hazard like kicked the ball out from underneath and got sent off. I really like Eden Hazard, but that is my favourite memory of him by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you know when you sort of have, where teams have Tifo and stuff like that, the Drogba legend and things like that, they have mm. at Stamford Bridge. When he finally does go and he comes back, that should be the painting they have for him. <laughs> him just mid-kick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A table two goalkeepers here. Kasper Schmeichel made a few good saves from Roberto mm. Firmino. Um, Alisson, he's trying a couple of Cruyff turns almost, wasn't he? he? He almost sort of did the same as what he did in the first game against Leicester. Yeah, he had a couple of straight passes when Vardy was on him straight away. Yeah. And if you're playing against Leicester, um, you literally want to get rid of the ball out of your defence as quick as possible because Vardy's going to do that high press. Yeah, it caused a, a bit of chaos at the back. Yeah. Um, and Liverpool conceded three in... The, oh, sorry, they've conceded in their last three Premier League home games, having not conceded at all probably since, I think it's like, since like last February or something mm. like that so thankfully they're away to West Ham we had Henderson at right back which I couldn't quite fathom seems we had Fabinho on the bench um, Gomez is still a couple of weeks away from being fit I think he might be back for the Bayern Munich Champions League game hopefully uh, Alexander-Arnold is back next week because isn't, isn't there a right back who's playing for Bournemouth at the moment who's on, he's on Liverpool's books yeah there is <laughs> James Milner's out has been out as well. He's been suspended, isn't he? That's right. For his, yeah. Um, Wilfred Zaha tackle. Um, yeah, I don't understand Fabinho not playing right back. Cause I think cause I think this is Tim Vickery on the World Football Phone. That's where he plays for Brazil. Mm, that's correct. Yeah, he, he play. He can play centre, centre back, centre mid, and right back. Yeah, exactly. Um, West Ham have lost their last four against Liverpool, conceding four on each occasion. Uh, Salah against West Ham has got four goals and one assist in three Premier League appearances against them. Um, and Liverpool got three. Oh, sorry, they've got six clean sheets away in the Premier League this season. So the odds do favour Liverpool, but I always worry away at West Ham. I wouldn't after watching Man yeah. Day and seeing West Ham absolutely get walloped by Wolves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll worry a little bit less. I'm not saying it, but I'm going to worry a little <laughs> bit less. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> I said it in the week. It's Palace. I don't need to say it anymore. Uh, next up for Leicester, um, they're playing Manchester United at home. This was remember this. This, this was the five-three uh, game, wasn't it? Um, they yeah, won one out. Years of, ago. Yeah, they won one out of twelve at home to Manchester United, and that was the the one they won. Um, Yuri Tielemans can make his debut. That's a hell of a signing, isn't it? Yeah, swap deal with um, Silver. He's gone the other way. Yeah, I don't. Well, there are a few things I don't get for that. One, why hasn't Adrian Silver been playing for Leicester? Yep. Two, he he's not as good as Yuri Tielemans, so why have Monaco in a relegation battle? Let him go. <laughs> I don't quite figure that one no. out either. That's, it's very weird. I mean, Adrian Silver. I saw something the other day with Puel saying, you know, he either needs to step it up or, or go or something. I'm like, this is the man that you signed late. Six to do minutes this late. Whole, yes, this whole stupid thing with. 
and then you don't even play him anyway. What's the point? No, exactly. The thing with Tielemans is I never trust a player that is that clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all I think about is David and Gog. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a bit of a football manager wonder kid, though, isn't he? He is. He's, he's the football manager that go to darling like, a couple of years ago. He's like, oh, I need a centre midfielder. Oh, Tielemans is available. <laughs> Get in. But he is a very good player, isn't he? He, he is. is. Yeah. Um, and he's going to bring a little bit of steel to that Leicester, um, Leicester midfield as well, because uh, they've won. Well, they've won the last because I thought they lost, but no, they've won thirteen points from losing positions, which is the most of any team. So maybe they don't need them. Um, and Pogba and Marshall are a little bit of a doubt. Marshall more of a doubt than Pogba, but Marshall signed his contract this week, hasn't he? It has, yeah. Uh, which I'm quite pleased about because um, he seems a nice lad and he seems a very good player. I think he was a bit ostracised by Mourinho because, what, did he miss was it a game or training because his partner gave birth? He went back to oh, France, right. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It, was in the, yeah. it was in the summer, wasn't it? Um, and the squad was in America and he went back for the birth and I think he stayed there, didn't he? Weird, yeah. you know, you know, he actually wanted to stay with his wife after she gave birth. Weird, that. Yeah, not go for a grueling pre-season with Mourinho. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was forty years, thirty, forty years ago that Trevor Francis um, fined a player two weeks' wages for attending the birth of his child. So, we've, you know, we've not moved on very much in that respect. <laughs> Trevor Francis, who this week on Being Sports said Pogba was not going to get you any trophies. You, you've both seen that, have you? Yeah, I, love I haven't seen it, but I mean, oh. what those sort of comments is just like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win anything with Pogba. I think was pretty much what he said, wasn't it? Yeah, the man who's won four Serie A titles, Coppa Italia, the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. Just the little things. Uh, yeah, so um, how do we see? I mean, do we think that Leicester are going to... They seem to do all right against big teams, don't they? Yeah. The little um, teams, they struggle. I, was, I managed to catch the last 20 minutes of the game on Wednesday. I um, was quite impressed with them <clears> defensively. I <throat> was actually impressed with Chowdhury in centre mid. He yeah. pulled off... Probably one of the best tackles I've seen in a long while on Sadio Mane. He's is is one of the fastest players in the Premier League. Um, and he but, looks like Darnell from um, My Name Is Earl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, a, that is an afro and a half. I'm slightly jealous with my hairline. <laughs> is he lend some to you? Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> um, but I think um, Manchester United, after the, the comeback from the uh, in midweek, I think they're a bit more hungrier, and I could see. My United picking up a win. He had that pissed off face when they scored the equaliser, didn't he, Solskjaer? Yeah, he did. And he, he blamed Andres Pereira for one of the goals. He literally threw him under the bus. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Ryan. Is it time? It's time. <laughs> Bournemouth 4, Chelsea. No. Oh, I'm, I'm, develop- I'm developing a bit of a man crush on Josh King, it has to be said. He's a good player. He is very, He's very, very, very good handsome player. man as well. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's four 0 I stopped watching it. Three 0 on the ninetieth minute. Ninetieth minute. It doesn't matter. Come on, I, I mean, stuck. I stuck with Fiorentina Roma at seven one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like Classic it was ninetieth minute. Fans. My stream was two minutes behind anyway. I was like, I might as well just shut it off now because it's like breaking my computer trying to even watch this stream. I and saw, then I go onto my Twitter and it's 4-0. I saw QPR 
four nil down against Port Vale once with eight after eighty five minutes. Then they drew four all and hit the bar. <laughs> Never but, turn okay, off. That's fine, but a it worked out. It, it, you know, I, I managed to miss another Bournemouth goal, which was great. And it was just the fact that we, we first half we weren't even that bad. Mm. We were just standard Chelsea. We were passing it around for ages. So what happened? Kovacic had a good chance. We we conceded straight away, and then our heads just dropped. Um, Is that sorry, what it was. Sorry, I mean, sorry. He said he he can't understand neither him nor the players. Is what he said. I, I can't understand how the how we capitulated so much because all it was was just a goal straight after half time. But after that, we couldn't get a foothold. The passing was off. Whenever we seem to concede, our passing just seems to go completely sloppy. Considering that's what all our game is supposed to be about, is passing the ball around. For some reason, as soon as our heads drop, we can't pass anymore. I mean, yeah. <laughs> David Luiz got absolutely like, twatted in the side of the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, should he have carried on after that? I think no. he should have come off, because yeah. I think he was probably... I mean, he, he is error-prone, to say the least, but he looked com- he looked a lot more off the pace than he normally did for the for each goal. And I'm wondering whether it actually had a factor or not. Because it, it looked like it hurt. I've got a couple of rule changes I'd like to make in football. One of them would be... Physios aren't allowed on the pitch uh, to treat players whatsoever. You'd have two independent. You have independent doctors. It doesn't matter if it's sort of like a sprained ankle or a bash in the head. No club physios allowed on the pitch mm. because they just make they could make the wrong decision. Like I would have just taken him off. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that point. The other one I'd make is going back to the quick free kick earlier on. Is you can take a quick free kick. You don't even have to wait for the referee's whistle. I think I, I remember. Chelsea conceding a goal to Arsenal. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry just randomly, like, the ball was down, he just ran up, hit it, and then I was sort of standing again. Is that that allowed or not? (laughs) Well, those cynical free kicks where a player's through and he gets pulled back by the shoulder or something, sort of Sergio Ramos style, delays that attack and allows the defence to come back. I would just say you can carry on. It's just to make it, like, you know, to not... Well, to make it fair, basically. I would say you can carry on. And not only that, the ball doesn't even have to be brought back. The ball, you know, wherever the, where the ball goes, you just carry on from that point. Well, you'd have to still give it the opportunity to be a free kick, though. Like, you know, the opposition aren't allowed to touch the ball. Oh, I don't know. It'd be fun, though, Until it? it's kicked, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, what's yeah. the point? No. Can I have one? Um, when people take corners, if they hit the first man, they have to be fined two weeks' wages. No, I, I mean, tweeted I, this the other week, didn't you? And I did that, the, I, yeah. I've heard someone mention this before on the radio, and they had a prof- it might have been on 606, and they had a fellow professional on there, and they said, all you're going to see happen then is these corners being walloped straight over the area and out of play to throw in the other side. <laughs> <laughs> what really bothers me about corners now, I mean, we're sort of, but, but is, that the, is where they put it, re- like, it's barely on the line inside yeah. the, in the little deep that really pisses me off <laughs> I don't I hate it I'm like the, and the linesman just stands there I'm like linesman it's outside the circle like pull it in it's not even like it's gaining anything yeah but yeah no. Bournemouth, Bournemouth were good Chelsea were bad uh, you went down a place because uh, Arsenal didn't even play and went above you or something didn't they they scored, they scored well, they'd 10 already, more goals they'd already they'd they already played um, they played Tuesday night yeah, so they scored ten more goals. You, so you've got the same goal difference. They're above you on. They're above you on goals scored. Yeah. Um, Higuain got hooked off at sixty-five minutes, which isn't great. And yeah, sorry, I mean, the, 
either the fans were chanting at Higuain or at Sarri saying you don't know what you're doing because well, Higuain doesn't speak English, so that's probably, probably he, d- he does. A, he does a little bit. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think it's probably more the like. There was a lot. I mean, I was questioning well, why not. You, if you're bringing Giroud on, why not take Kovacic or Jorginho off and play two up top if you, if you're already behind. But, I mean, and did you see that after the game, Sarri kept the players in the dressing room for 45 minutes? Yeah. Kicked that, the backroom yeah. staff out. And, I mean, I can't imagine what he was saying to them. Well, Chelsea got 68 possession in this game, <laughs> but they'd managed few shots than Bournemouth. So, that, I mean, that, that stat tells you quite a lot. Everything yeah. about how we play. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing I was thinking, I mean, uh, Jorginho, not Jorginho, Hazard and Higuain, sorry, they managed to pass the ball between them 15 times in this game. So... Maybe there's some sort of semblings of an understanding, but as on a podcast I listened to this week, Scott, they were talking about Pietek going to um, Milan, Milan to yeah to replace Higuain, and someone said, well, "Why didn't Chelsea just buy him?" That's what I was thinking actually, because <laughs> he came in, he scored two goals in his yeah, like, what a two goals they were on his first start, yeah, they were a good two goals as well, weren't they? I think Higuain will come good. I mean, he had no service whatsoever in this in this game. I mean, the, the, the Chelsea problem is and probably will be until the end of the season is that reliance on Jorginho because he he's okay at short passes but you actually watch his through balls and everything and compared to what Fabregas used Fabregas could pinpoint anything Jorginho's through balls are atrociously bad you know the amount of times it's over here or anything like that and he just he doesn't seem to suit the game especially when you've got Kante next to him who's not in that particular role but should be defensive midfielder is the best in the world at it. Um, well, Bournemouth have only ever managed two Premier League wins on a Wednesday, and they've both been against Chelsea. And next up, they're away to Cardiff. And uh, Bournemouth Cardiff. haven't beat Cardiff since 2000, when Eddie Howe was actually in the side playing for them. So um, it's been a long time. Uh, and Bournemouth have lost their last six away, conceding at least two each time. So uh, where are Cardiff? Cardiff, oh, Cardiff are four points from safety. Um, looking at this. I still fancy them to be there or thereabouts come 35 games or so. I still mm. I still think of the three teams down there, they've maybe got the best chance of staying up. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they've got something about them. Yeah. It'll be that home form that keeps them up. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the obvious tragedy of what happened to them last week, but it showed, we'll come to their game in a minute, but it showed that Bobby Reid is definitely a championship striker this week. Yeah, yeah. The amount of chances he missed in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea are at home to Huddersfield in the Frank Sinclair Derby Ryan. Um, Chelsea are looking to avoid their third straight Premier League defeat. They'll manage this, won't they? I think so. I mean, I thought that going into the yeah, I know. I mean, I thought that was going into the Bournemouth game. That I thought would be would have more than enough to get us through, um, especially based on the lineup. But I, we should be fine. I can't imagine any reason why not at this point it just depends what side we actually turn up at can you if they weren't fine how funny that would be <laughs> I mean I'd, I'm good I'm, I'm having a feeling that Sarri's actually going to drop quite a few players as a result of the other game and we've not exactly got loads of people around the club because they're all that on loan mm. um, but I, I, I have a feeling he's going to drop a couple of players to prove a point I'd like to think alright uh, okay, so Wembley then. Spurs beat Watford 2 1. They were uh, a goal down thanks to Craig Cathcart um, pouncing on a Hugo Lloris error. Until uh, the, I think it was the 18th minute, wasn't it? And then a jet lag son uh, and Fernando Lorente, who earlier had missed 
horrible miss. A horrible, horrible miss. Yeah. I did feel what? so sorry for him when that happened. Yeah, but he redeemed himself very well. Yeah, he did. And he ran straight up to Pochettino, um, who gave him a big hug. Yeah, and the players embraced him as well. Yeah, um, so, you know, he seems a nice lad. I find it weird because he was, he, played, he was very good for Juventus and he's got a lot of pedigree in Spain and stuff. Mm. And he did okay at Swansea. And it's just something's happened to him at Spurs. And he's not, he's not a rubbish player. It's, it's not... Uh, I hate to say Maratta because Confidence. he was... Yeah, I'm trying to think of another player that was rubbish here and went abroad and was really good. Um, I don't think he had that many... Um... He hasn't had that like, many run of games, though, has he? Lorente, he's never you, you never see him in consistently, and I think that's probably what he needs. He needs a run of games in that Tottenham team to. I mean, past few games, you know, he scored against Chelsea, scored against what he did pop up with the goals. I think once he's got in that form, I think he's there and he would give you goals. Yeah, it's just very bizarre. Yeah, get a good hat trick against Trammer in the cup. Mm. Especially when you've got someone like Harry Kane injured and Son not there. Yeah, you just got to give him the chance to play. He's got a smirk on his face now. I said because I said hat trick Tramier FA Cup. <laughs> that was the most sort of bitterest compliment I think anyone's ever given. Oh anybody. no 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 no. no. <laughs> and also also heard today that Poch has said that Vincent Janssen is welcome back into the squad. Yeah. No, oh, my God. In the same way that I'm welcome back inside my ex-girlfriend's house. <laughs> With open arms. Or legs, hopefully, but, you know, that's oh, a different story. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Um, don't tell your auntie. Um, <laughs> right, OK, next up, as I said, Spurs are playing Newcastle. They're the only kick-off on Saturday, so they, they could actually be second, couldn't they, if they um, beat Newcastle? Um Watford at home to Brighton, where Javi Gracia will play, will be managing his 30-month game, which will be a record for Watford in the Premier League. <laughs> Long live the Potsos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fulham to Brighton 1. Uh, Brighton 2 nil up at half-time. Do you mean 4-2? What did I say? 2-1. 2-1. I've actually got 4-2 written here. I don't even know why I said 2-1. <laughs> Fulham 2, Brighton 1. Brighton 2 nil up at half-time, thanks to... Just say it again. <laughs> did I say it again? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fulham 4 I've actually yeah. got 4-2 written here Fulham 4 Bright- I'm probably thinking about my ex-girlfriend's legs uh, Fulham 4 Brighton 2 there we go if I was thinking about them I'd be saying 6 and 9 but that's anyway that's different. Uh, Brighton 2-0 up at half time thanks to two Glenn Murray goals um, and then Alexander Mitrovic uh, with a brace and Callum James I think got the volley didn't he yeah. in, in the 47th minute um Pascal Gross also hit the bar in the second half. Glenn Murray also went close to Brighton. So they had chances to win, but there must have been some dilly-ding, dilly-donging going on in the changing room at half-time for, uh, for Fulham. You know it's bad when Fulham beat you, though, at this point <laughs> yeah. in the season. Especially when they score four. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was just a, a very bizarre result. Can you see them... Be, can you see it's been a springboard for them? No. You know, one game against, you know, no disrespect to Brighton, but, but against Brighton is is not really going to save their season, is it? No, it's my fault for asking close questions. Glen Murray, I need to say Andy. Glen Murray became the oldest player to score a Premier League brace since anybody. How far back are we going? 2013. I'm going to go with. Uh, I was going to say Peter Crouch. 
for some reason. Cause if but no, probably not. No. That's good. That was a good guess, though. Ryan. Oh. What? Frank Lampard. Ah. Versus West Ham. What? How old would... Well, so what was the... Old, how, would he, how old was he when he scored the brace? Oh, hang on. Oh, so I thought you would have had that as part of the stat. No. No, it's all right. It's all right then. Don't it worry about, about it. It was about 33 or something. Well, however okay. old... However no, I was expecting it to be an older record. That's why, but it's fine. Yeah, isn't Murray, what, 35, 36? Frank Lampard's never in his 40s, is he? Uh, I think he's close to it. Is he? That's <laughs> what being manager of Davy does to <laughs> No, I think he still looks After about... Spygate. After Spygate. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fulham next are away to Palace, um, where they've got a pretty good record. Their last 10 games there, they've uh, won five and drawn five. They haven't lost since... <laughs> 2004 um, of course Mitrovic is in form at the moment he's scored 20 Premier League goals now five each for the following managers uh, can anybody guess them uh, Rafa yeah uh, Jukanovic yeah oh my god I'm just oh. going to bow out oh my god Ryan I'll give you a clue one happened on Tuesday oh Ranier- <laughs> Ranieri yeah <laughs> uh, I've got to think of a third one <laughs> got a last one think Formula 1 racing cars Steve, Steve's Yeah, there you go. There we go. Was it a chore, was it? Yeah. Like I say, they've got a good record at Palace. Um, how do you think they're going to do? Well, Palace haven't got Will Saha, have they? Suspended. No, oh, that's our next game, actually. Um, yeah. No, they haven't. He's suspended, isn't he? Like we said. Yeah. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, I can see Palace. Palace and Fulham's away record. Fulham can see goals, as we've talked about. Probably will beat Swindon's record, which Chris dislikes. Well, where are they now? Are they on 53 at the minute? After 24, I don't think they're going to get it. You don't think? Is that too much of a stretch of hitting Uh, 47? 47. Yeah, 47 and 14. So what's that an average of? What, 3? 47 divided by 14 equals 3.35 again. So if someone spanks them five, sixes and sevens in the next few games... <laughs> and they got Man City until the end of the season. <laughs> and they got Man City, Liverpool or a rejuvenated Manchester United. That could happen. Uh, quite possibly. But yeah, they got Palace at the weekend. I um, I always think Palace look like they're a good team on paper. Uh, mm. Tomkins and um, Sacco, very good players. Uh, Zaha, obviously, but Townsend's having a very good season. Miller, Joy. Milivojevic. Um I think he's he's very much a meat and potatoes player. He's not going to sort of beat five men and score a goal, but you can rely on him, I think, can't you? Yeah. I've always I've always thought that again about Palace, where especially when they started to struggle a little bit. Is you know you would have ex- you'd expect them to be better than they are, if that makes sense, on, based on what they've got on paper. Yeah. They've got a striker now. They have got a striker. They have, now. haven't they? That's yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Palace then, because they drew 1-1 at Southampton. James Ward-Prowse and Wilfred Zaha getting his first goal, I think, since September. Um, right, I'm going to have a little discussion about this. Wilfred Zaha's red card. Um, Ryan, have you seen this? I haven't actually seen it yet, no. Why so have you not? I've heard, like, it's... it's well, <coughs> I, I read about it, and it's it's in very quick succession. I've I, I read what happened, but I haven't actually seen it, so I'm just basing it off what it says. Okay. Yeah, it's... 
Uh, well, come on, Scott, you've seen this, haven't you? Um, yeah. I'm going to stick up for Wilfred Zaha here. So will I. It's um, He gets absolutely mullered every single game. And Andres Townsend had probably two of the worst tackles I've seen in a long while on him. One from Jack Stevens. I don't know who the second one was because it, it actually led up to the, the Palace goal by Zaha. But Stevens' challenge on Townsend was very... It's actually quite fortunate for Townsend that he, he didn't get seriously injured. It was it's like a one footer, but off the ground, but his studs just went straight into him, and Townsend already got rid of the ball. And yeah, that was quite bad. But the one thing I would say about the stupidity about Saha was just the I, the ironic clapping, literally right in front of the referee's place, uh, face, and he had to be dragged away. But I mean, a lot of a lot of players do that, though. I mean, what, what was I? What, what, I was watching clap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but literally just going like this right in front of the referee's face. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's the concept that you know the amount of players that seem to get away with either saying something to the referee. It, it's almost like it's it's a rule in place, but it's it, it's only ever sometimes picked up on. I'll always remember the who got sent off. Is really? it Di Maria? I'm thinking of Di Maria yes. when he got sent off um, because he, he grabbed sort of. Neil he Oliver grabbed the referee, didn't Oliver. he? Michael Oliver. Neil Oliver's a historian. Michael yeah. Oliver. <laughs> oh yeah, but, so but then, yeah. But then you see, you know, you see clips, you know, most weekends where someone grabs the referee and nothing of it. So it's just almost that thing of, you know, I've seen people clap. I mean, Willian probably does it like every week for Chelsea, where he'll clap at the referee for something or the linesman. It, it's got to be a consistent rule. If he was about ten feet further back and did that clap, would he got under the yellow? Do you reckon? No, I don't think so. Because he was quite close to him, wasn't he? He was, but James Ward Prowse's <laughs> shithousery. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely topped it off. As Saha was sent off, he just went up to the crowd and just was going like, yes, come on. <laughs> he was fist pumping, getting another fist player sent off. Um, the real football men on Match of the Day uh, said that this is something that um, Zaha's got to get used to, but I'm kind of thinking health and safety in the workplace is a bit more important than... Well, no, you say this is yeah. this is their workplace, isn't it? You know, this is, yeah. this is yeah. where they apply their trade. This is their place of work. There's no reason for a player to absolutely clatter someone other than to let them know you're there or something. And the fact they did it to Andros Townsend too. This was obviously something premeditated that Mr. Rabbit Hutch had told them to go out and do. Well, they do. You know, they'll often say, you know, we, there's it's Zaha and, and Hazard, isn't it? You know, the two players that are targeted the most in the Premier League. They mentioned, and that's. A, Hmm? They mentioned Hazard and his temperament compared to Zaha. Yeah, but it, it's the idea of... It, I can understand where Zaha is, because, you know, every game he's kicked, he's pulled at, clattered, and it is a targeted thing. It's not like it's, you know, game... It's the man, You know, in that dressing room, the manager's saying, let him know you're there. Just hit him a couple of times. A reducer, first thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, right, Crystal Palace have um, lost 13 points from winning positions this season, which is actually the second most behind Southampton. Uh, Southampton next are away. Burnley, who were unbeaten in five. Uh, I still feel they're going to have a little bit of disappointment in their mouth after um, uh, after um, what happened in the day. Burnley, though, haven't won in the Premier League in February since 2010, which is their very first fixture uh, they played <laughs> in uh, February, which is against West Ham. Uh, and they conceded eight 90th-minute goals season Burnley so they had that draw against Manchester United on Wednesday or Tuesday I can't remember which day it was um, 
Manchester United 2 down with three minutes left uh, and they get the penalty with um, Jesse Lingard and then Lindelof at the end. Sean Dyche being a bit moany, uh, both on Match of the Day and also on Radio 5 talking about the penalty. He didn't think it was. I thought it was, didn't he? Yeah, it was a it was a penalty. You, you pulled yeah. back Lingard. That's the type of penalty that Salah has been getting recently. Salah, what do you mean? Yeah, Salah. Yeah. No, so how do you mean? Salah uh, was it against Brighton? Yeah. When he got hauled over, yeah. that was the same sort of situation of the penalty. Yeah. I mean, when he was talking about it, I thought it was one of those little tiny sort of tugs, and then people's legs um, give way. But no, he it was a no. super yank, wasn't it? Yeah, Hendrick knew straight away what he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, and it's a shame for Tom Heaton because he made some excellent saves, including the one that rebounded out to Lindelof. Yeah, well. Lindelof. And Lindelof literally walked two yards out. <laughs> yeah. And it still was deflected in. Yeah, he was. He nearly got it as well, didn't he? Yeah, he nearly got the rebound. Yeah. Um, Victor Lindelof became the fourth Swede to score in the Premier League for Manchester United. Anyone who has any guess at the other three? One Slatan. Yeah. Henrik Larsson. Yeah. He's oh, a travel winner. Oh, yes, for Blancfist. Yeah, well done. Oh, yeah. Well done. That little knee slide there, even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lacazette with a knee slide. That was very good. Yeah, um, I listen to the same podcast we li- you listen to. Don't you feel someone's going to get really badly injured one day doing a knee slide? Has any of you two ever attempted a knee slide? Yes. No. And did it work out how Lacazette did, or did it work out how mine went? Probably how yours went. I don't get it how players can knee slide in dry weather as well. You see them sort uh, of knee sliding in August and September. You think how's that possible? Is it is it because the ground that they are sliding on because of all the you know the sprinklers and everything? It is yeah, it's the a water, wetter ground. Yeah, yeah. But I still, I mean, it must still must hurt. Yeah, I mean, there are clips on YouTube of people doing knee slides and face planting. Yeah, <laughs> which is always great to see. I still have nightmares of Simon Jones doing it in the ashes and botching up his knee when he was going out for the ball in Brisbane yes, in 2002 did, yeah. yeah and he knee. wasn't quite the same since no his knee literally I say literally his knee buckled and it was oh Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember that it wasn't very nice I mean he did yeah, well in 2005 but he lost a large portion of his yeah. career didn't he um, Simon Jones is your favourite memory him throwing the ball at uh, Matthew Hayden and then apologising straight away <laughs> Uh, Wolves 3 West Ham 0 me and you had a little chat about this earlier on didn't we Scott uh, two yeah. goals for him and he's a phenomenally good player I really really like him he's another football manager sort of quick pick yeah um, I really like him I, he seems who did we say was it Benfica Se- Seferovic Severovic, Jao uh, Felix and Jonas isn't it yeah I mean Jonas is about 300 years old so he can't be any worse <laughs> I'm only thinking I'm thinking this must be a sort of George Mendes reason why he's at Wolves I, I can agree with that. Yeah, because he's a, he's a very, very good player, isn't he? Yeah, both both finishes for the goals were pretty good. He's come on um, leaps and bounds in the last month or so. Yeah. He didn't start off pretty well, but last month he's done really, really well. Uh, who saw uh, Manuel Pellegrini's quote on this game? No. I, I fast-forward through the interviews on match today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I read this. I do, I do the same thing as you. Unless it's Neil Warnock or Jurgen Klopp, I fast-forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, Oli Solskjaer as well, but yeah, uh, generally I, I tend well, to in, it, in his dodgy Norwegian mank accent. He speaks better English than a lot of people I know. He's got really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's phenomenally good, isn't it? Yeah. And if you've seen him on that training ground footage, he knows his Anglo-Saxon language as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
He said it was quote unquote impossible to play worse, Pellegrini said. Uh, and West Ham have lost uh, their last three away in the Premier League, scoring zero goals. Uh, of course, next they've got that Liverpool game. Um, and Wolves next away there, uh, next up there away at Everton, who beat Huddersfield 1 0 in the Andy Gray derby. Um, five out of their last seven meetings have ended in a draw, but Everton at home to prom- promoted teams. Uh, they won their last 10 in a row and won 18 out of their last 21. So Wolves have got to do something special. This is the first game of the season where well, Wolves winning and then Everton came back. Was it a, Richarlison scored two? Went yeah. down to 10 men or something, uh, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, in that yeah. downpour. Yes. And then Fig, Phil, was it Phil Jagielka? Did he get sent off for that challenge? Yes, he did. That's right. Oh, and yeah. People yes. were debating yeah. about it, weren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't think Adam was very too happy about it. No, which is, you know, makes it all the sweeter. <laughs> um, on the Wolves West Ham um, I looked at the stats Wolves had 20 shots on goal West Ham had 4 none on target and Arnautovic <laughs> limped off yeah um, Pablo Zabaleta came out in the press this was also on Football Week said he, he's disrupted the, the dressing room a little bit I think things like that naturally will, though, don't they? I think I yeah. mean, that might not be a personal thing against him. I mean, you know, he might have gone around it in a terrible, stomping, like mm. a sport child kind of way, which I can imagine maybe he would. Um, but at the same time, I can't imagine that's a unique situation to Arnautovic. No, no. And also you get your head turned with big money move from China. I mean, I did see it was a it was a football manager experience within a couple of days for Arnautovic because it was you know interested in China, says they're going to stay at the club, injured for a few months, new contract, <laughs> new contract, <laughs> injured. And um, right, he'd like to talk about some fixtures uh, around Europe land. So, Go for it. Spain, eleven sports. <laughs> <laughs> The only league that is on now. <laughs> um, Barcelona top on 49 points, Atletico Madrid 44, Real Madrid 39, Seville 36. So this week, Barcelona take on Valencia, which could be quite tasty. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid play fifth place, Alaves, but it's the Basque derby this weekend. Sociedad versus Bilbao. Um, tasty clash. Yeah, there's some good fixtures there, isn't there? Mm. I'm not going to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's been on Sky for so long that I've never really sort of watched Spanish league football. So it's quite You've got the opportunity to now, so you might as well stick yeah, with it. Yeah, might as well stick with it at the end of the season. I mean, if they can pick up another league or something next year. I think the fact they're selling everything off now suggests they're not going to pick up no, anything right. else. <laughs> I, I don't think they'll be around much after yeah. the season ends. I think their business plan at the start was to acquire these two leagues and sell them back to BT and Sky, wasn't it? Yeah, and it didn't come off. They didn't have a TV platform either, which yeah. sort of hindered them. So how do you get Premier Sports then? Uh, it's, I think it's Sky. It's subscription-based. Okay. I think you'll have to pay five ninety nine a month. Okay. So that's like two, three subscriptions. You'll need to watch Premier League football and European football on three channels. Someone worked this out the other day to watch Europe's top leagues and UK leagues as well. You need four subscriptions, totaling £1,015 a year. Ridiculous. That is Honestly. bad, yeah. Uh, is it a wonder but why? But it's only going to get worse. It I is, yeah, because Premier League's going to go to Amazon, isn't it? They want the money. I mean, I think the, if, if Amazon can get it, I think that'd be... Because at least, you know, you're not just paying to, to watch it. You've got other things on there as well because, you know, you can buy stuff at least with Amazon. You can at least justify the cost a little bit more. Mm. Unless they suddenly start charging extra for it, which they probably will. 
But you can understand why people stream games illegally. Oh, you? yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, I think when we were talking the last time, we were talking about the soccer streams thing on Reddit. That's actually been shut down now. Yeah. Because right. they've, I think they've finally been given a final warning. I think they have created another one saying, here's the Premier League games. Shh, shh. Although, it seemed to happen when you when we told you about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Local government. <laughs> I did have an interesting chat with John McKenzie this week for the team of John O'Shea's podcast. Did any of you guys listen to that? No. Um, he, well, I, I wasn't on the podcast. He runs that podcast. But he was talking about Copper 90 laying off people. And he was saying, yeah, Copper 90 US, yeah. Yeah, and he says, Copper 90 laying off people, then you know that sort of um, football media is in trouble. And I said to him that you've got these subscriptions to pay for. That doesn't include you paying to actually go to watch football as well. So mm. you might have a season ticket for a team. Plus you've got travel and food. Plus in real life you've got to pay bills and feed your kids and pay your mortgage and all that sort of thing. Um, is it any wonder why subscription model football is going to go down the pan at some point eventually? Be it yeah. reading be it reading and paying to go behind a paywall or... or Paying for subscription to watch TV on TV, that uh, t- football on TV. I think if if the subscription model and all that, you know, the TV rights media sort of crumbles eventually because people can't afford the subscriptions anymore, that could be the catalyst to make transfer fees drop back down a little bit potentially. Because obviously, if you're not getting the because a big amount of Premier League income is from TV rights, if that crumbles a little bit because people aren't subscribing anymore you'd have to think that potentially that would be the, the thing to actually bring transfer fees back down. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it makes you a bit more concentrated on particular sort of leagues as well. I'm taking more of an interest yeah. in French football than I have done recently uh, in previously uh, previous years because Sunday night you've got Italian football and you've got French football. Uh, so I tend to watch TV Sunday night, so I've been watching um, French games. So you mm. sort of pick up an interest elsewhere, I suppose, don't you? If you yeah. Yeah. If you're forced to like that. Um, Germany. Borussia Dortmund are top on 48 points. Uh, Bayern Munich on 42, creeping back up there. Uh, Mönchengladbach 39, Leipzig 34 this weekend. Frankfurt take on Dortmund and Leverkusen play Bayern. Uh, PSG um, are top in France. They're on 56 points. Lille 43, Lyon 40. Um, Lille played Nice this weekend. Uh, Monaco played Toulouse. um, Jardim. That's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, his bank account looks looking amazing at the moment. Was it eight, eight, eight million for a three-month holiday? Yeah. It's not bad, is it? I, mean, <laughs> I, saw, I saw another club did it as well. I can't remember who it was, probably but another Italian. club... Yeah, yeah I think it was. It, 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 it was actually an Italian club, um, from what I remember. And they, you know, they, no, I don't know. <laughs> they sacked their manager in the summer... And have just sacked his replacement to get the to get the original manager back. Yeah, you, must be, you must feel, feel pretty sick. You know, sacked someone, I've replaced him, and now he's replacing me. Well, apparently yeah, they... the players never wanted Jardim sacked in the first place, did they? Did they not? No, they were quite happy was that, with him. Was it, um, I, I gather it was the, the, the Russian owner literally mm. wanted him gone and I'm safe to say the Thierry Henry experience did not work at all no which is a shame um, yeah mm. especially for Cesc Fabregas if he just left Chelsea to go on there yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, Leon versus PSG is going to be good I saw the 
uh, home fixture for PSG earlier on the season. They won 5-0, and it wasn't much fun. But Leon are a funny, funny team. I watched them against San Etienne, which is obviously their big game. And the Rhone Derby. The Rhone Derby, yeah. And they were awful for large parts. Um, and they still managed to win 2-1. They look awful quite a lot of times in the season. I was talking to um, Amit Thakir, who's a Manchester United fan, lives in Leon on Twitter. I was talking to him, and I was saying that it must be so frustrating to be a Leon fan because you just don't know which Leon are going to turn up week to week. Are they, sorry to say, are they the uh, freight equivalent to Chelsea? Mm. <laughs> that, that, that description is you that, don't know which one's going to turn, you turn up. up. Yeah, because they, uh, what, 10, maybe 10, 15 years ago was the start of their revolution where they won seven in a row. Yeah. And now the PSG money's come into, into play. No one's going to catch PSG. And they've had to play second fiddle. Then to think they've had to get rid of a lot of good players like Lacazette, like Tolisso. Um, they're going to lose Feke. They're going to lose Indombele. So they're going to have to get rid of a lot of players. But yeah, they're they're a weird team to watch. Do you think they're a team of individualists? I'm just looking. I'm just trying to find their squad. You're talking about Dembele. He um he oh, came on. Undombele. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the midfielder Undombele. Yeah, I'm just trying to find their squad because their squad makes interesting reading actually. It's a who's who of European football. It kind of is in a way. Uh, where are we? You just talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> I mean, sure. You know, yeah. we can just. Talk. Royal Rumble. Ryan, did you watch oh, it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. No, no, no. But I've, I've seen all. I've seen all the oh, results okay. and clips there. But yeah, keep talking. Come on. Then, sorry, but I didn't know how long. How long do you need? Well, I've got to, <laughs> Wikipedia's not listed their squad. Well, it should do under Olympic Leone, and it would come under the tag squad. <laughs> I just got Olympic in French. It's got to be the Q in it. Oh, here you go. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you can tell I voted I... leave, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a joke as well. Yeah. Uh, you now. Bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these are some of the players they've got. They've got Anthony Lopez, who's a very, very good goalkeeper. Mm. Raphael. Um, they've got Marcel in defence, who's pretty good as well. Moussa Dembele. Uh, Bertrand Triore. Memphis Depay. Um, who else have they got? That's not a bad Louis front Toussaint, three. Max Cornet, yeah. Uh, Kelly it's, Tett Nabil it, it's a who's who of players that didn't make it at their other clubs almost yeah Kelly mm. Tette went for my axe Troy or oh. Chelsea, Chelsea United United, United. Yeah. yeah I don't know what the Dembele situation was when he left Celtic but... was it contract when it was like was mm. it six months left or twelve months left and he just ah. got a big offer yeah I know what you mean but yeah uh, okay so that's that Portugal is um Benfica are top on 49. Uh, sorry, Porto top on 49. Benfica 44. Braga 43. Sporting 39. Uh, and it's the Lisbon Derby this weekend. Sporting versus Benfica. Um, I wrote the A-League just random because it's Perth versus Wellington. Which is probably the, the widest, sort of furthest apart picture. Uh, but he's not here. Western Australia and two New Zealand. Two, yeah, short little pop. Um, Italy. Uh, Juventus on 59 points. Napoli 48. Uh, into 40 AC Milan 35 so we've got Juve versus Parma in some sort of Gazetta nostalgia fixture hit, hit the derby <laughs> yeah uh, Quagli Red has got a call up back to the national team yeah, it's his so... birthday today as well 
Uh, I think it was earlier in the week. It's 36. Is it earlier in the week, was it? Is that, is yeah. Batty Stuter's birthday today? Yeah, Batty Stuter's 50. 50. Want <laughs> to feel old yet? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yes, so he's um, looking to score against Napoli of all teams as he goes for his straight, 12 straight um, games in, uh, goals in Serie A, uh, which I think is held by Batty Stuter, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's, he's equaled with Batty Stuter. That's right. So if he scores um, on Saturday evening, he will break it. And will he celebrate? I don't think so, because he had a very horrid time in Napoli. Um, do you know about the Stalker case? I do, but for any anyone that doesn't out there, then you want to... Like, like Ryan. Uh, do you want to... No, I think, <laughs> I, think you've said this, I think you've said this one before, I think. Yeah, we have, yeah. But go on, yeah. you can, anyone who's not heard it, go on, what happened? Uh, he was getting stalked by a, a deranged police cop. Um, it was in a Naples. postman policeman. It was like a postal yeah. police, wasn't he? Yeah, a postal policeman who said he was getting stuff from the mafia and uh, he was getting death threats and then his dad, Qualia and his dad actually found out who was doing it and yeah, it was, it was quite, pretty sad. Um, but then Qualia had, had to leave Naples and he went to the arch rivals Juventus and they hated him for it and then well, it must have been about a year ago Quagliarella came out on a, a post-match interview um, I think it was for Sky Italia for Sampdoria and just poured his heart out over it that was a horrible interview he just burst into yeah. tears didn't he yeah it was quite it's quite harrowing to watch mm. um, ok so he could do that and you guys are playing well you guys Roma are playing Milan yeah, AC Milan in the Sunday night game. Um, Roma haven't had the best of uh, best of weekends and the best of midweeks. No, ten, goals, ten, ten goals conceded. Did say what happened in the Coppa Italia? <laughs> um, down here. I'll, I'll, I'll go back even further. So last Sunday they played Atalanta, was 3 and up after 40 minutes, conceded just before half-time. Uh, Atalanta pull it back to 3-2. Roma give away a penalty. Kolarov, who's had an absolute mare of a season, he looks a shadow of himself. Um, he is possibly one of the hardest-looking players. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, want yeah. to have him. Not at all. Um, um, Duvan Zapata then missed the penalty by blazing it over the bar. And then 70 seconds later, it was 3-3. And then midweek, they got absolutely gubbed 7-1 by Fiorentina in a Coppa Italia. That was a nice hat-trick by Chiesa. It was, <laughs> and not the best of moments by Ed and Dzeko either. No, you see... I. I got no idea that he'd spat because the angle I'd looked I don't, at. I don't think he spat. I think it's come out that he actually swore at the ref. But it does look that he that gesture. It sort of moved gesture. his head forward a bit. Yeah, didn't like that, says, yeah. that didn't look like a spit. That looked like an angry no. sort of. Yeah. Um, which is unlike him because he seems one of the nicest people around, doesn't he? Well, he has. He did get to, uh, did get sent off actually at a game I was at for telling the referee in English to fuck off. <laughs> and I was watching the Italian equivalent to match of the day and they're, they're going no 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 Jekko fuck off on Italian <laughs> like free to air it's like the it, the, it was Rye 2 so which is the equivalent to BBC over here and so yeah <laughs> are you going to get one for I reckon he's possibly the hardest footballer around because I don't think I'd want to face an angry Jekko do you remember when Bosnia placed Austria in a game and he had a sort of tete tech with Dragovic who was on loan at Leicester for a little while yeah, you also had a tete-a-tete with Manolas as well in yeah. from Greece, Bosnia. So you don't want to mess with him. No, I he's. I don't remember him being that. T- I don't remember him being particularly tall at Manchester City, but when now he plays in Italy, you can see how sort of physically tall he actually mm. is. I think mm. maybe him ahead of Kolarov is 
in football, I'd possibly at least want to face. Maybe Walter Samuel as well. Oh, God, yeah. No, Walter yeah. Samuel's probably the top of the list. Yeah, it would quite literally kill you, I think. I think Diego Simeone is a very close second. No, you see, he's all... Or actually, or Pablo Montero used to play for Juventus. Montero, yes. You... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they went out to find him. I can't remember who it was that went out to find him. But they found him on some sort of um, farm. He's like a gaucho or something out in Uruguay or something. And, they, and some people went and found him. Um, it was great fun. He was quite nice, actually. Uh, Sneeze Mihailovic is back. Yeah, he got the Bologna. Pippo's um, reign did not end well. They've only won once in September. Everyone loves Sneeze <laughs> Mihailovic, don't they? Um, best free kick taker, yeah, in in Serie A, not in not in world football because that's Janino. Well, he had a birthday this week as well. He did, yeah. Um, there was a game. I think it was a Milan derby when he was in charge of um, AC AC Milan. Yeah, and he made a substitute as Milan were winning, and he brought the substitute. The substitute came off, and he gave him a big hug. And then, as a substitute walked back to the bench, he gave him a playful kick up the arse. I thought I'd love to play for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not as far as Adam Leitch, but you know. Um... Oh, no, you get <laughs> that the sixth aside. Okay, what else has happened? The Asian Cup that happened today. Um, Qatar are the Asian Cup champions. I saw that. Yeah. You, you watched the game, didn't you? I watched most of the second half. Yeah. Um, my Yoshida, the Southampton fans don't sort of expect him back in any particular kind of form or anything. Has Only had a bit seen... of a shocker. He had a yeah. Has anyone seen the goals from this? No. no. Okay. The first one's well worth checking out. I'm trying to find the guy's name that started. It was um, Alakli, I think. But he had a first name. I can't remember what it was. He's a Sudanese-born uh, Qatari national, um, and he think he, that was his ninth goal in the tournament. Oh wow! Um, and the ball comes to him, edge of the area, sort of in the middle, and he's got time. He's got Yashida behind him, but he's it's sort of like the game goes in slow motion. He's got time to take two touches to the ball to bring it under his control and then do a bicycle kick into the net. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's just, why, why are you giving him that much space? And then Yoshida in the second half um, had a penalty given against him uh, for handball after VAR uh, spotted it as well. So he didn't have a great game, uh, unfortunately. Um, so, yes, it, it looks okay for Qatar as we approach the World Cup. And they weren't full of sort of naturalised Brazilians either. That was the joke of football week. He wasn't out. Yeah, but they, they weren't. I mean, they got this guy. I think there was somebody else they've got as well. But most of the other players are sort of natural born guitarists. Okay, I did see um, as a scrolling through Twitter um, as I was watching the cricket earlier that um, Chavi called it on being sports. Yeah, he did, didn't he? he yeah, so he called that um, guitar will win it. Yeah, as he's now based in Qatar. I'm not sure how good this is for football in general, having a huge, rich oil state with dodgy human rights records being the plucky underdogs. I don't know how that works. But, um, <laughs> but maybe maybe we're going to have a competitive host in 2022. Maybe. There is that. Uh, Gary Neville has explained some of the mistakes he made as Valencia manager, um, taking inexperienced, non-speaking Spanish staff uh, to what he said was a divided club and not imposing himself um, on the players by selling a couple of them. Uh, it's, he said some of the mistakes he made. Um, mm. I don't know. Good that you can reflect on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah good that you can. Um, non versus Etienne. This is their first game since uh, Salah's unfortunate uh, disappearance. Anybody see this? I watched the sort of start of it for the scenes and everything. I saw the scenes on YouTube mm, yesterday. Same. and it was quite, it's quite sad, but it's a very good, 
moment of reflection. Yeah, I mean, the players all came out with his uh, name on the back of their shirts, uh, green armbands instead of black ones, because I don't think mm. the family want that, do they? Um, and they stopped in the ninth minute for a round of applause. A bit unfortunate with their goal. Did you see their goal that they scored? Uh, it, no, I didn't see the, the highlights, mm, just seen no. the, uh, the, the the clip before. The it game. was obvious that they got something planned for where, you know, sort of if and when they scored. So the cross comes in from the right hand side along the ground. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who scored, but he sort of slides it in and collides with Ruffier, um, the San oh, Diego goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the striker turns around and sort of, uh, not the striker, the, the guy that crossed the ball sort of turns around and takes his t shirt off and that. But it was obvious that the guy who scored the goal had got a t shirt on underneath with a picture of Salah's face on wanting to do a tribute, but he couldn't because he was lying on the ground having been clapped oh, by the goalkeeper. No. So oh, no. it didn't quite work out for them, unfortunately, which is a, which is a bit of a shame. Um, Neil Lennon and the City legend Gary Parker. He's uh, a fantastic. Do you remember Gary Parker? No, I remember Neil Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Parker was a wonderful player. Uh, one of those sort of stand and put your feet on the wall um, players. Um, Is this the Hibs? Yeah, it's kind of weird in, because they've. In. Have they sacked him? Haven't they sacked him? It's, Has he um, left? Hasn't he left? Yeah, and it's it's a little bit strange as to what's sort of going on there. Um, but no one can quite figure it out. He's not resigned, he's not sat, like you say. Uh, and also there's been the draw for the Copper Italia. Uh, not Copper Italia, Copper America, sorry. Yeah. Um, was... Who's seen this? I saw the re- I saw the results of the draw, but I didn't like, watch or anything like that. Okay, uh, Group A is Bolivia, uh, Brazil, Venezuela, Peru. Uh, group B is Argentina, Colombia... Paraguay and Qatar so don't, don't forget because there's only 10 teams in Comdable they invite teams from other areas mm. I don't know why they don't Japan. Invite... yeah yeah Japan was in it I yeah think, um... and Qatar as well yeah I don't know yeah. why Mexico haven't got an invite but you know um, <laughs> Group C for Jesse is Uruguay Japan Chile and Ecuador <laughs> <laughs> that's what that whole thing was so, for the you know, <laughs> listeners of the podcast, Chris has been sitting there, sort of like talking while looking at his phone, like the whole time. Like, he's either trying to trying to find something about this Leicester player that we, he's talking about, or what, and then that's what it was. Excellent. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, Brazil got a pretty easy squad by that, pretty easy sort of um, path through by the looks of this. Um, pretty dedicated this, the last year, didn't yeah. they? It's this summer the tournament, is it? Because it's every couple of years. Yeah, that's right. Um, Bolivia, when they're not playing at their place, are sort of meh. Uh, and Venezuela, they've got a pretty decent goalkeeper, haven't they? And Rondon, and that's about it. That's about it. Farinas is a football manager goalkeeper, first to get for about a million, <laughs> yeah. and he turns into an absolute. Gem of a player. Exactly. I just bought him for Bournemouth. (laughs) 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 I've binned off Arthur Boric. Uh, Yeah, Argentina, Colombia, Paraguay, Qatar's a bit harder group. Uruguay, Japan, Chile, and Ecuador. That's quite a tough group, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Brazil got a sort of pretty easy ride on through. Yeah, out of what everyone else has got. Quite tough. Yeah. um, Okay, so it was deadline day this week. I picked a few out. I mean, give me, by all means, sort of give me any that you want to mention as well. So. Uh, I'll read some out that I've written down, but by all means, like I say, you guys sort of say any. Uh, Lazar Markovic has left uh, Liverpool for Fulham, which is a shame because I always quite liked him and he didn't quite work out. That, would, that was on Mitrovic's recommendation. Oh, I saw it? that today. I saw that was tweeted out today. Good. Well, I hope he does well there. Uh, Michi Batshuayi has gone to Palace. 
why isn't he playing up front for you guys, Ryan? I mean, he didn't have a great time in Valencia, but... No, but again, it's. I think it's a case of... I mean, him and... There was a goal a couple of seasons ago where it was him, Hazard and Willian, where it was such a fantastic little little team goal. And I think him and Hazard have got a good relationship anyway because of the, the Belgian connection. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you haven't got him on the bench. I mean, when you're talking about having Higuain and Giroud only... Why not keep him around? Whether he wanted to be around or not is a different story, of course. But there was a lot of talk about Giroud leaving, so why don't you why don't you have Higuain and Batshuayi then? Yeah, if that's going to be the case. Um, but it's a loan deal. You never know. Hudson uh, and Doyle never went anywhere, did he? No, he's. I think we'd pretty much said no to a move in January, but I think summer will probably be quite <laughs> likely at this point, as well as Hazard, I guess. That seems quite spiteful because you didn't even put him on the bench on after you've told him you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, on Wednesday. Didn't even uh, so, well, Sarri, yeah. the one of the only things Sarri said after the game was about Hudson Adoy because he said he played a full 90 three days ago because he played in the Cup and said we only had room for three wingers in the match day squad, Hazard, William and Pedro. Okay. Uh, Wigan were pretty busy. I don't know why I noticed this, but uh, Will Grigg has gone to Sunderland for four million. That seems not an awful lot. No, it doesn't. Considering he's the... on fire. Yeah, he's on fire. It was um, Sunderland's sixth bid for him, and they finally yeah. <laughs> got to four million. <laughs> um, Wigan had a funny old day uh, because they got rid of Will Grigg. Uh, James Vaughan left Wigan for Portsmouth. They got Leon Clark in loan from Sheffield United. He's not a bad player, Leon Clark, is he? Mm-hmm. No, once cried on the pitch at Swindon when the cameo hauled him off. Did he? Go on, what happened there then? Uh, I remember we, this. Didn't they sell him like the next day or something weird? Like he that? went to Chesterfield on loan. I think That's it was about funny. four or five days later. We played Southampton in the cup. He came on, and then was told he had to do running the next day by the fitness coach. And then he stormed down the uh, the tunnel, and then it got into a bit of an altercation with the cameo. And you can see a part of the footage of uh, the cameo grabbing him. Brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, Leon Clark went. Didn't get bothered. Get tra- uh, changed in the dressing room, left the county ground in his kit. Did he? Yeah. Brilliant. I love those sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Peter Crouch is back as a Premier League player. I mean, it's not like Burnley have already got a sort of six or eight lumping Chris Wood to hoof it up to. They're going to need another one. I can't see this. It's a, it, it's a very, one. very bizarre deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, d- desperation. But. Yeah, if I'm thinking, right, I need a new Premier League striker, my mind does not go to Peter Crouch. No. Um, I stretched. 49 teams have had the privilege of playing Premier League football throughout its history, and Peter Crouch has scored more header goals than 21 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video announcing Peter Crouch? It was like a robot outside yeah. their stadium, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jefferson Montero... Oh, sorry, sorry Scott. Uh, will Dice let him continue to do his podcast? I hope so because it's very. Have you heard yeah, the podcast? It's very good. Yeah. Oh, did you see uh, BBC Five Live got Dev from Coronation Street to do a little sort of congratulations to Peter Crouch if you've oh, that podcast? Yeah, because he was in the <laughs> Christmas special. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jefferson Montero and Daryl Murphy gone to West Brom. That's not a bad signing if you can get them both on song. Yeah, mm. Montero's a good player. Same it hasn't really worked out for him at, at Swansea. Yeah, I mean they lost Harvey Barnes though, haven't they, in this window, which is a big loss for them. Yeah, he went back to Leicester. Yeah, and to be yeah. fair, he's been playing, hasn't he? Yeah. 
Um, Shinji Kangawa has gone to Besiktas. Uh, Scott Hogan has left Aston Villa for Sheffield United. He was there, fifteen million pound. Yeah, from Brentford. From Brentford, wasn't he? But he's never really yeah. sort of done it, has he? No, didn't he pick up a, a a bad injury at Villa? I think that may have curtailed him a little bit. It took him a long time to score, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ryan. No, I think that's. I think you're right. He did pick up an injury, as far as I remember. Uh, Riggs Hospital has gone on loan to Augsburg, and finally, Denis Suarez has gone to um, Arsenal. I forgot about this for the man on the post account, but I could have tweeted it out that they finally got Suarez about five years too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone at work came up to me and was like, "Oh, we got Suarez." I was like, "Oh, what? Forty million and one pound again?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they pay the buyout clause. <laughs> what have they been smoking at the Emirates? That was uh, John W. Henry's tweet. Um, how do you think he's going to do? He's a sort of he a sort of attacking midfieldery sort of player, yeah. is he? Yeah. So they can play uh, out wide or the Aaron Ramsey role. I mean, the 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 thing that I saw it was he's not a defender though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's no. like it, and you know, people were talking about Emery, but he's done a very Arsene Wenger thing. I've got a problem. I know what I'll do. I'll sign an attacking midfielder. <laughs> well, Did you not the... argue he's a sort of McTarian replacement while McTarian's injured? Uh, yeah, be. yeah, but I think they're bigger problem mm. because the problem is not exactly scoring goals right now no. or creating chances. But it's, it's at the other end of the pitch. Then again, it's very difficult to pick up players in this. Because a few people, I, I saw someone saying, you know, there was a lack of big moves. And I, the amount of clubs that are, that are unwilling to do business in January now, I think it's quite big. I mean, you know, we're talking, about, you know, about the Christian Pulisic move. From Dortmund, and the reason they didn't that you know it's for a summer is because you don't want to disrupt your squad in January, especially with them going for the title. Mm. Uh, the, the, amount of, the amount of players that you wouldn't be willing to go. Like, I mean, Gary Cahill didn't get his, his move anywhere. So Juventus, Juventus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the, yeah, the Juventus move that he apparently turned down, which is bizarre. So there was a lot of players that that looked like they were going to be on the move in January, but. I don't think the January window is a little bit strange these days. I don't the, think you're going to get yeah. that many moves. The weirdest one was the, there was a, a really strange rumour with Sky Sports out. It was on the WhatsApp group. Tom Huddleston to Udinese. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yeah. Um, Ryan, are you happy with Chelsea's business in January? Not really. You've got I think. Pulisic coming in at the end of the season. You got Higuain on loan. I think Higuain on loan is, is good because I, I wouldn't want to wanted to spend big money on him if that makes sense because I, I don't think he's the long term fix so I'm at least glad mm. that it's a loan signing we're not at least I mean Morata going online the, the rumour is that that's a £9 million loan fee which I would definitely take from Morata at this point but generally I mean I would have I would have wanted Pulisic in sooner and it's cause a lot of Chelsea fans hate me when I say I don't actually rate William that much I mean £50 million and Malcolm or whatever it was from, from Barca, I would have snapped their hand off straight away. Okay. Uh, Scott, you happy with Swindon and Roma's business? Well, Swindon got nine players in. Did they? Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got most of them on loans. They've got six loan, in, loan signings. Now that um, the rules in the Football League, you're supposed to have five in a match day squad, so one is gonna, unfortunately going to have to be left out every match day. Yeah, I'm happy with Swindon. I didn't really sign anyone. I think they're looking to got half their squad in the summer and then rebuild. Malcolm wanted to join you, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. But he would have been... To- I think most Roma fans would have politely told him to um, F off. <laughs> <laughs> after, his eight, after, yeah, after his yeah. agent 
feelings in the summer. <laughs> You're in the playoffs, aren't you, at the minute? So do you reckon these signings are going to be enough to get you sort of automatic promotion, or are you happy with uh, being in the playoffs? How do you? Uh, we're just outside the playoffs. Um, we oh. lost last week. We probably won the worst oh, the penalty. penalty. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I posted it to the group. It, the stutter run-up in the 90th minute. Oh, he didn't look confident taking it. Um, if the game goes ahead tomorrow, which I very much doubt it as it does because the snow is quite bad in Swindon at the moment. Uh, I've got Forest Green. Oh, Forest is that local Green derby? Yeah, it's localist derby. Mm, yeah. um, the weird owner. <laughs> the yeah. vegan weird owner. Um, I like Forest Green. They're not a bad side, to be honest. They're no. actually doing very well uh, in League 2 at the moment. They've um, a fair few, though, haven't they? Yeah. I, I, if we didn't lose last week, if we managed to get a point, I would say a late push for the playoffs. Mm. Um, it depends um, how the players gel because the next couple of months is going to be quite tough. Football league is a, a very it's a very demanding league. You always six games mm. and all the cup competitions, and then the, you're straight into playoffs. Which if, if you're if you're a fan, it's the worst experience ever. But if you're a neutral, it's brilliant. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Has anyone got any other business or anything? Don't think so. No. Uh, I'm going to mention this. Jesse's got an article on uh, unusual efforts at the minute um, about menstruation and football. Do you guys want to talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) I read the article, so I'm unfortunately not going to be much use. Okay, I have read the article. It's very good. So uh, go over to unusualefforts.com and have a little look at that. Um, Right, Scott, uh, how do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, At Scott underscore Monroe. Me and James did DPM pod yesterday and we did something different we actually talked about three games so we talked about Feyenoord Ajax which ended 6-2 to Feyenoord Um, I talked about Kiev with Fiorentina and James talked about Art Cardiff okay Um, Ryan how do they follow you they can follow me at the Ryan Goodman okay Uh, at Man Post is the um... how how can they follow you Chris I don't need to they don't at at Etchingham 77 uh, at Man of the Post is the Twitter account, it's the Instagram account, we're on Facebook as well, so you can give us a like on there. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes, that'd be lovely. Um, we're also on Acast as well, so you can follow us on there, and all your podcasts will drop automatically into your inbox. So, like Scott said, there's the Euro podcast. Uh, I think Ali and Chris and Dave will be back on Sunday to review what we've just been previewing here for the Premier League games and others as well. Um, I think there's an Unusual Efforts podcast as well. Uh, coming up this weekend Ryan um, pieces of me yes <laughs> what's happening with that uh, I I think I need to speak to Ali about when next to record slash next guest to have on okay have you got a next um, guest I'm not sure I, I know Ali's done a lot of the running of that stuff so I'm not sure um, Scott have you, I'll have, to have, have you been on Scott uh, not on this series I did the old one on World Football Index there you go. Here's a guest right next to you. There you go. <laughs> there is there is going to be a new podcast released at some point in the near future. I think Ross is going to be doing a football, well, a sports game podcast, but we talk a lot about football games. Okay, so if you're under 16, you can um, listen to that one as well. Under 16, you play football manager on your phone. That's because I work in the public sector and sit the toilet <laughs> for hours on <laughs> And new star soccer. I haven't played that this season. I don't have time to come home and play football games. I mean, that's just bizarre. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
Thank no you. Eyes. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post.